Welcome back. You are listening to episode 34. And in this episode, we are going to talk all things content. I have been having multiple conversations lately with all different members of my community all around the topic of content. How in the heck do we keep up with the content train without feeling overwhelmed and like we need to reinvent the wheel every time. So if you are looking for some ideas on how to utilize your content so it's not overwhelming, then keep listening. You are listening to That Big CEO Energy, where we talk all things business, life, marriage to create an impactful community, teaching you how to lead your life and your business with compassionate strength. It can be scary stepping out from the barriers we still carry while we were once employees and change the narrative to take charge of your business and team. This podcast is a place for you to come to learn to do just that. From personal experiences, interviewing new friends, I hope that you will tune in to listen all that living that big CEO energy can offer you and your business. I'm your host, Callie, entrepreneur and fractional COO. Let's jump in. All right, guys, we are talking all about the sticky, icky words of social media. I know it is really, uh, for me, If anybody has been following me for any amount of time, you would know that I have a really big disdain for all things social media. And maybe it's the millennial in me, right? Because I remember when we didn't have social media. I remember when we didn't have internet. And matter of fact, I'll just tell you a quick funny story even about computer. So when I was, I don't even know, maybe 10 or 11 I feel like I was 11 at this point. I remember in the neighboring town, we got a gateway and it's gateway computers. I'm probably like driving an airplane over some of your heads right now. But if you remember gateway computers, it was like the physical store that you go to and you have all of these computer options. So you select your monitor, you select your tower, you, you know, play with all the keyboards and the, and the mouse that is connected into the computer. Mind you, it is not none of this wireless business. And it is like, put on your Sunday best kids because we're going to buy a computer and it is this huge investment for our family. And so I remember my mom and my stepdad, we, that's what we did. Like we got all, I remember getting all gussied up and my mom owned this hatchback Ford Aspire which RIP to that car because I don't know how it got two kids through driver's training. And my mom was a daycare provider. So like loading up all the kids in this thing. Anyway, RIP to that vehicle. Anyhow, so it is me and my brother, my mom and my stepdad, and we're on our way to uh, the neighboring town, which is about 30 minutes. And on the whole entire way, like my mom and my dad are just super jazzed because they saved up for this. And this is going to be like the pivotal moment of her career when doing daycare about like getting files from paper files 
to like being able to print them and not having to go to the library. Like they had talked about what they need in a printer, what they need in a computer, all of the things. So we get there and you walk in and from floor to ceiling, it is nothing but boxes, huge boxes of computers ready to go. Tower, keyboard, monitor, the whole nine. And my brother and I walk in there like it is Christmas morning and there's high fluorescent lights. And we just kept saying, wow, wow. And I'm like, look at this computer. And it's like this revolutionary thing, right? So we get this computer, we go home. My mom spends like the whole next week reading the manual, getting it all set up using the AOL CD, if I have not dated myself by now, there's your sign. Getting that all set up and trying to figure out how to call the the telephone company to get dial up and all of the things. And I just remember through this whole entire process thinking, we have turned a corner. Like this is so cool so cool and moving forward it has always been just a struggle as a millennial like remembering that moment of pre-internet to now having to be so invested right as a business owner I couldn't even imagine if my mom had to post on social media for her business like that to me would be insane and if any of you remember MySpace, that was like the turnkey platform for interacting on social media. Um, like AIM, you couldn't even have a Facebook account unless you were a college kid. Like I didn't get Facebook until I was in college. And it was a, a platform for colleges particularly. And now it's like to the masses. So anyway, all of that to say. It really is sort of painful for me, and I can imagine as if if you do not live and breathe as a content creator, trying to figure out how to utilize social media for your business is really hard. And it's really hard because it is one of the things that I know as a business owner that I don't necessarily like or want to do because most of my time really is spent with my clients. Most of my time really is spent in the back end doing the trenches, things that that need to be done. So for me, having to come up with concepts, having to come up with ideas in order to engage my community and show myself as a thought leader and encourage the people in my community because I really do enjoy the people that follow me. I I love seeing the people that I follow and I love engaging with you on social media, but it's just the doing part. And sometimes I'm like everybody else where I get creative blocks and I have a hard time showing up and so I want you first to know that if you are struggling, so is a lot of other people. And I think to, you know, 2020 just had a big hit on everyone and we're still actively trying to reel back 
And so how do you generally show up on social media so that you are proud of that, right? And and first of all, before we even dive into anything else, I just want you to know that you are heard, that you are seen, and I am feeling the same way a lot of the time. There have been a few hacks or a few things that I have started to do that has really helped me figure out what next? Help me figure out where where am I moving in social media? What am I talking about next? Who am I engaging? What really is my purpose for being here? And so part of that is coming up with my content pillars. I'm sure most of you are familiar with content pillars, but just to refresh your memory, it is a informative piece of content on a specific topic or theme that can be broken down into many sections, pieces, and materials. So for instance, some of the content pillars, if you are like in content marketing, for instance, it could be audience, creation, experience, promotion, and insight. And some of those within there could be motivational content workout tutorials, recipes, action content. So you sort of get the idea on what content pillars could be. And it's really a bucket that you put your social media in so that you always have a framework for what you're working towards next. So for instance, if you have four content pillars and you decide to run the content pillar once a week, right? So each week you will have a different content pillar and then you will know that within that week, so let's say week one is motivational content. So maybe your week one motivational content is a, a quote, it's a reel, and it is a static post about an action item of how to be motivational. Well, what does that look like? Breaking down motivational content is I want to find a quote to repost. I want to create a reel that is based off of that. I want static images of, you know, people that are motivational to me, whatever that looks like. And then week two, right, is maybe it's a workout tutorial and that's a video or you're on stories or Whatever that looks like, falling into the content pillar is the action items that come out of that. And so when you create a framework of what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, and the content that should be surrounded within there, it's easy then to look at the resources that you've already created in order to go back and work through your content. So this is the second piece, which is repurposing old content. And by repurposing, it's not reinventing. It's not coming up with a new content. It literally is what it sounds like, which is repurposing. And maybe it's not repurposing all of it, but repurposing sections of it. So say, for instance, you do a weekly newsletter. And the weekly newsletter is very detailed information and it's motivational. And, you know, maybe in your newsletter, you also explore sending out a workout tutorial with a healthy recipe. So all of that, the newsletter has all of all of the good stuff, right? The mushy, mushy stuff. And it has your four content pillars that are laid out in there. 
Well, really, it's just a matter of pulling out that information from the newsletter and repurposing it into new ways, which would include Instagram, Facebook. Maybe now you're doing a, a Instagram live, but thinking holistically in a 500 foot view of the biggest piece of content that you put out, whether that's a blog post, whether that's a newsletter, whether you're doing a podcast, whether you're doing a YouTube video, and then taking that big portion and chopping it down into little bite-sized pieces of where it fits into your content pillars and repurposing that really helps you condense and not stretch your brain further than it needs to be in order for you to create a social media appearance that you feel good in. Part of what I think helps is shifting your focus from having to get on social media, you get to show up on social media because not everyone uses social media for the benefit of just organically being on there and organically connecting with people. But I think a lot of times we get tripped up because we feel like we have to be on there. We feel like if, we, if we're if we not on there, if we're not keeping up with the Joneses, if we're not, you know, there's this consistent FOMO that is happening, that if we don't do all of these things, that we're not going to be relevant, that we're not going to be successful, that we're not going to have clients, that we're not going to, you know, be able to make it. And that is such a falsity. And most of the work that really needs to come with adjusting your social media presence really is in your mindset work. And it doesn't have to be that you're showing up all day, every day. I think you know, when people repost about the algorithm and, oh my gosh, got to keep up, the algorithm is tripping me up. You've made it impossible to show up for yourself. You've made it impossible for other people in your community to genuinely know who you are. Because now you've gotten into the rat race of creating the facade that if you don't follow the algorithm rules and if you don't follow what social media tells you to follow, then all is lost. And what I would say to that is it's only all is lost if you do absolutely nothing and you completely walk away. But all people really want and all the algorithm really wants is for you to show up somewhere consistently. And it doesn't have to be every single platform. Matter of fact, it shouldn't be every platform because if you're showing up on every platform, what that tells me is that you're just pulling at all different types of strings, hoping that somewhere, somehow, you will make it. If you genuinely enjoy showing up on every single platform, then that's a whole other ball of wax. But I would venture to say that if you are here listening to this and you're struggling with how to condense your information so that you're not having to pull your hair out, then it's really a matter of understanding what you want people to know when they come to your page. You know, when you pull up your social media profile, you have a block of nine images. And what people really need to hear from you is when they pull open the one image, it's information that resonates with them and it's information that will want them to go to the next image. 
And if they don't go to the next image, then the goal is for them to go right to the link in your bio and be trying to find out more from you because they want to genuinely get to know you. And before we even move into pulling from content that you already have, it's really going back to the content that you've already created and maybe updating some of the things, you know, spend some time on your profile and really understand where were you? Are those things still relevant? And if they are relevant, how can we make them better and show them now so people can see the transformation that's happening? It's interesting to me that people will just sort of throw in the towel and be like, oh my gosh, I can't do social media anymore because I'm just doing all the things and I just, I don't know what to talk about anymore. What I would say is there are probably at least 10 to 15 posts that are long length posts that you could create shorter content sound bites from, or that you could chop into carousels now and post those, or you could create a reel now from those. So kind of like shopping around in your own little Instagram posts, right? And then from there, what I would encourage you to do is move into how does that fit into your content pillars? So step one really would be to establish your content pillars. Know what those are. Step two is going back and, you know, what we would call shopping the closet, if you will. Go shop your Instagram closet. See what you have that is either long form, that's, you know, maybe it's a long caption that you have come up with. How can you chop that down into smaller things and, and regurgitate that into reels, regurgitate that into carousels? But then also, do you have shorter posts that you can elaborate on? And how does that fit into your content pillars? What content pillar does that fit into? And maybe that looks like creating an Excel spreadsheet. So there's that. And the third thing that I would do is Take your, if you have a blog, if you have a podcast, if you have uh, a YouTube channel, or even if you send out a newsletter, work through some of those and maybe it's the most popular ones or maybe it's the least popular ones, but work through some of those and pull out little things that they could be turned into posts or can they be turned into blog posts? But pulling out that information and matching it up against your content pillars and get really strategic when you are getting into your spreadsheet and creating it. It looks like what does week one look like? What does week two look like? What does week three and four look like? And matching that up against links so that you know exactly what content you're repurposing. So while it takes a little bit of work up front, what it does for you is it gets you in the mode and gets you in the mindset of thinking from a 500-foot view into your business, into your social media, so that you are creating the multiple touch points that needs to happen in order to create a sale. Most people don't realize that, you know, back in the day, and I say back in the day, like, you know, going to get the computer from the computer store time. Back in that day, it was like seven times that someone would have to see you, hear you, and, and know from you in order for them to be sold on something that you're selling. 
now with the way that social media is and with the way that everybody is all online, it's 20 to 30 times. So when you're creating your content, you really have to think about like, this is the portion of my content pillar that really serves me well. And this is my ideal client that they would feed through that content pillar. And so that content pillar is going to be really important. And this is how often I'm going to post it. And when we talk about how often you're posting, like I said earlier, it's not about the one time, five times, whatever week, it's it's being consistent. It's not dropping off the face of the earth and then coming back. One thing that really tends to work well is three to five times a week. But again, I'm not going to tell you to do that because it is what works for you. And if it's working for you, then great, keep on that. But make sure that you're being consistent with how often you've chosen to post. But also batch creating and batch scheduling is a lifesaver. Working through and scheduling yourself in one to two days a month is way better than scheduling yourself every single day and and bogging yourself down with that information and having to work through it every single day. And that's what creates burnout. See, it's not necessarily that you have to show up on social media. It's not necessarily that, oh my gosh, if I have to do this one more time, I'm going to blow it. It's the frequency in which you're doing it. And so if you can resituate your mind and reorient yourself to doing content creation one to two times a month, that really opens the door for you to be able to have more ideas and expand into maybe creating a brain dump spreadsheet that you are just as ideas come, that's that's where they live and what content bucket are you associating them with and you just organically over time develop new ideas new things to speak on new content for those buckets and i would even say that as you move forward maybe your content buckets will change but standing in front of your content on where it is today with the burnout that you are feeling really is just shifting your mind focus and understanding that you need to work with yourself instead of against yourself. And you are your best cheerleader. You are the one who knows your content the best. You know exactly what you need from people. And so it's just sort of reorganizing yourself and walking back through the journey really that you've developed for yourself and pulling out the things that matter most and giving them to your community that you have built. I hope that this is helpful. I hope that this gives you a piece of understanding that it doesn't have to be difficult and social media is already complicated in and of itself, but where you choose to shine is getting organized and shifting your focus from have to to you get to. You get to tell your community how awesome you are and you get to tell your community what your next things are because they are rooting for you as well. So I hope that this serves you. And if you have any questions about how to create your content pillars and what that looks like, feel free to DM me on Instagram and I'm happy to help you. Until next time.
you are stronger than you think. Thanks for listening to That Big CEO Energy. If you heard something today that helped you, I would love it if you would leave a review and share it with your friends. This helps more people like you become inspired just like you are. If you would like to learn more about how I can help you streamline and position your business for growth or lead your business as a CEO, feel free to jump into the show notes with all of the links to find me. And don't forget to head over to Instagram so we can be pals.